All right, hello everyone. My name is uh, Jim Barton, and I'm here with Abigail Conley. And this is another episode of Bloody Mary Bible Brunch. And today, what we're going to talk about are the nativities, which are the story of the birth of Jesus. And now I'm going to tell my idea for a new nativity. This is how the scene works. You start, Mary and Joseph are living in Nazareth when there is an order for a census. So Mary and Joseph travel on a donkey. Mary rides on the donkey because she's pregnant, very pregnant, down to Bethlehem for the census. While they're in Bethlehem, there's no room in the inn, so they end up having to stay in the stable. And Jesus is actually born and then laid, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. At the same time, angels come to shepherds who are keeping watch by their flocks by night. The shepherds are told to fear not that unto them a child is born. And then they go to the city of David, Bethlehem, where they worship the child. Shortly later, these three kings show up. Now, the three kings have gone to Herod first and said, Hey, we know a new king is going to be born. And where do you think he'll be? Herod's people say he'll probably be born in Bethlehem, the city of David. Um, Tell me where he is because I want to worship him too, wink, wink. So now the kings go down. They show up. They bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh give him to the baby Jesus, and um, the parents are uh, astonished by this happening. Then, however, an angel of God comes to the kings in a dream and tells them to go home by a different way, because Herod has bad intentions. Joseph gets this dream as well, and at just that time, Herod sends a dragon to go chase the Holy Family out of Bethlehem. The Holy Family escape out of Bethlehem into Egypt where God has put a place to keep them safe. The dragon then eats all of the two-year-old, um, eats all the babies that are two years old or under. Later, Mary and Joseph come back out of Egypt and they think they're gonna go back to Bethlehem, but there's a new Herod who's in charge and he's bad too. So they go up and then they stay in Nazareth and then that's where, that's the end of that nativity scene. That's Jim Barton's copyrighted new nativity story. Abby, what do you think? So when is the claymation version coming out? Soon. And a Lego (laughs) version right after that. (laughs) Alright, so Jim has very artfully um, combined three nativity stories. One that we never ever tell from Revelation because no one reads Revelation unless they're forced or if a pastor really wants to like get people to show up for a while and is going to talk about other stuff that says Revelation. The ones we're most familiar with are from Matthew and Luke, and it is um, a reality that they get totally conflated with each other. Luke has the shepherds, Matthew has the wise men, and they never appear in the same story. So maybe it works. Maybe we should undo it and just sort of tell. So I'll do so Revelation first is a nativity story. I insist this is a nativity story. There's the woman who's in pangs of labor. <clears throat> she gives birth. The dragon chases the baby. The God takes up the baby, and the mother goes and hides someplace where she's safe. Mm-hmm. That's Revelation 12. Look it up. Uh-huh. So that's the one. That's the one usually, until now, has not been... Look at Game of Thrones has taught us nothing. It's that dragons make good copy. So, okay. I think The Hobbit did, too. The Hobbit, too. That's right. That's right. Lots of examples. Uh-huh. Beowulf or something. Yeah. Okay. So, the more classic stories then. So, in Luke, the, Luke is a story I always have to tell myself. Remember, 
Luke is the one about the oppressed, so it's going to have shepherds, right? So that means they've got to end up in a lowly stable. So in Luke, they start up north in Nazareth. That's where the census is. That gets them to Bethlehem, where Jesus is born, required for any savior to be born in the city of David, yes? The shepherds are come. That's the no room in the inn. The shepherds come. Yep. And then they go back. Right. And they are summoned there by angels. The shepherds are summoned by angels. Right. Yes. And then they go back. The Holy Family goes back. Yep. Um, Matthew, kings, right? Matthew, he's about the king. It's a royal event. Royal event. No census. He starts out. They start out in Bethlehem. That's where they're from. The wise men... And are there three wise men? There are three gifts, and there are kings. And so it is reasonable to assume, according to tradition, that because there were three gifts, there were three kings. Now, so this is, you know, no one would have these on a present then or anything like that. Right. And then they were given, historically, um, Gaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar yeah. are their names of those three kings. Not from the Bible. Not from the Bible. And just like Jonah was not swallowed by a whale... There are. It's not. Doesn't never says there are only three wise men. Right. This is like little fancy Bible trivia. Uh huh. Like, do they have the Fourth of July in France? They do. It's right after the Third of July. Right. Yes. All right. So anyway, so Matthew again. They start in Bethlehem. The kings come. They do go see Herod first. Herod's wise men do send him to Bethlehem. They do worship Jesus, give him the gifts, and that's then Herod decides that he wants to kill Jesus right away, and that's when they go to Egypt. Note, see, for example, Moses out of Egypt, right? Then they cross the Jordan to come back home. See, for example, uh, um, um, what's the guy after Moses? I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Joshua. See, for example, Joshua. They don't go back to Bethlehem, right? They go back to Nazareth. All right. So in both cases, Jesus is born in Bethlehem. And in both cases, Jesus comes out of Nazareth. Event, like as an adult. Those are the only two things the stories share. Um, okay, so besides the fact that is combining these stories as harmless as thinking there's three kings or thinking Jonah is swallowed by a whale when really it's a big fish, or is there more harm that's done in combining these stories together? Um, so I think, I think it is more dangerous to combine them than to read them side by side. Because combine them, you lose that distinct push of, no, shepherds there is a big deal. Shepherds aren't, you know, have become this idyllic scene. Shepherds are the guys who drink late at night in bars who you don't want your daughters to marry. Like, they're, they're those guys. These are not And I people. think um, my father-in-law might have some stories about the attitudes towards shepherds from Ireland from only a couple of generations ago, which right. are like that. Yeah. They live outside yeah. with animals. Mm-hmm. And drink a lot. Yeah. So yeah, they're smelly and they drink a lot, and <laughs> right. they have no manners. Like that, that's who shepherds are. Yeah. And invite so inviting them in as the only ones to welcome a king is way different from kings welcoming another king because they realize this was a cosmic event. It was written in the stars, even. Right. We, we follow this one far away, and in the same way where Jesus' birth alone upsets the political order, that is is not what happens in Luke. Right. In Luke, it's this kind of on the ground something is happening that isn't yet discernible by the Herods of the world or any of those people. The other one is this cosmic proportion because if God shows up, of course it has to be cosmic. I think one of those, okay, the Matthew version, fits better with our expectations. Um, 
I think there's a reason that you and I, along with plenty of other liberal Christians, are drawn to the Luke narrative. Right. And, it, and what's interesting, I think, too, is that it, this sets up the tone for the book of Luke. We talked about last time about how Luke sends the vision to the women, and the women are the important, and then the old couple, the elderly couple, and then the woman. That's who gets the vision of the coming, right? And then the angel on, announces the birth to shepherds, and then, you know, even in the in Luke's version of the Beatitudes, it's not it's blessed are the poor, right. the end. Well, blessed are the poor, and then a couple verses down, woe to the rich. Right. Like it's it, Luke includes the woes. Luke, Luke includes in the Beatitudes. This is this is a social justice gospel from Luke. Right. Whereas in Matthew, Matthew kind of. Who knows? Who knows which is first? I'm not. I don't know. But Matthew takes a different route and says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." Yeah. And then forgets and the no whole woes. woe to the rich. No yeah. woes at all. Yeah. And so, I mean, that just this sets the scene for what these gospels are trying to tell us. And I think that says something about the ministry of Christ, right? I mean, I think it doesn't say that it's more complicated, frankly, than one version or another. And it's certainly not a sweet little morality tale about that as you know. Because even in, in Matthew's gospel, there's some social justice in that as well, because if Christ is the king and not Caesar, not Augustus Caesar, who was known as the Prince of Peace and who's known, born a virgin, son of God. I mean, Augustus Caesar has a lot of that same stuff, right? Yeah. And Matthew's is always cosmic proportions. Matthew's the one when Jesus dies, the temple and the, the curtain in the temple rips in two. And there's dead an earthquake. people come up dead out of the ground. Dead people come up. Yeah. Cosmic proportions every right. single time. Luke's, the women go and tell of the resurrection. Yeah. The very first thing. So they are consistent. And if you get both of them, you get a cosmic story that is for the poor people. That's right. But you have to, you do kind of have to examine them to get that, right? Otherwise, yeah. it sort of loses its, its, its flavor, its saltiness, right? And you sort of end up with nothing. So, all right. Well, I think that's good. Um, those of you who listen to the podcast, you heard it first. Adding the dragon to the, the nativity is gangbusters. I'm telling you. And here's a little bit more biblically sound remark about that. There was no donkey ever named in any nativity story. Oh, that's true, too. That's true, too. Donkey and dragon. Take out the donkey, donkey and get to ride a dragon. Donkey and, well, or donkey and dragon, which is Shrek, which is another winning right. franchise. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to be enough for now. Um, until next time, cheers. Cheers.